the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the uh, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire area of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And uh, you see every day, practically every hour, the need for people to uh, step up and fulfill the obligations of their most important political office. As I often say, if you want little things like uh, fiscally sound government, if you want borders, if you want better education, and as we're going to talk about today with our with our guests, if you want to keep your children. If you don't want your children to um, undergo chemical and surgical uh, mutilation and sterilization, then that's what's going on out there. We're going to hear more about that. Um, we are very pleased to have on the show this week uh, two, two attorneys, two fellow attorneys. And always remember that uh, it's 97% of attorneys that uh, give the other 3% a bad name. And uh, and I saw them both. They were on a presentation of Town Hall Central, which was started by my uh, former co-host, Don Dix. Um, and it's online, and they have great presentations there. And the first, our first guest is Jennifer Kennedy. She is an attorney, as I said, a Republican, a civil litigator, and an activist. And since 2016, she has been a freedom activist for vaccine education. In the uh, COVID era, she's been fighting the vaccine mandates in the Los Angeles Unified School District and the Granada Hills uh, Charter. Uh, she, You can hear her on Saturday nights discussing law and legislation as the Legal Eagle on KRLA 870 in Los Angeles with the Los Angeles Hispanic Republican Club show. And our other guest is Erin Friday, also an attorney from from Northern California. Uh, she is a lifetime Democrat. And uh, until a few years ago, life was good. Living in the Bay Area, has, has her family, has her law practice, uh, been an attorney for 20 years. And all of a sudden, we'll hear more about this. Her, her daughter decides that she's a boy. And what, what happened after that? Uh, Aaron is now a co-leader of the USA Western Regional Branch of Our Duty, and you can find them at ourduty.group, which is an international organization of nonpartisan parents and allies advocating for safeguarding of minors and young adults against, against transgender ideology. She also leads a local group of parents of rapid-onset gender dysphoric kids, and he said she knows firsthand what can happen with this. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Glad to be here. Same. same. Thank you very much. As a kind of underlying all of this, and we're going to, we're going to go into Aaron's story just in just, in just a minute here is the, is the question that was posed by another friend of mine and guest on this show and a speaker and advocate is Rebecca Friedrichs. I don't know if you guys know Rebecca. But uh, she, she was a teacher for 28 years and then brought a case to uh, get the teachers out for mandatory union membership. Uh, would have succeeded, but for Justice Scalia's untimely death. And she's been an advocate ever since leaving the teaching profession for parents and children. She made a movie a couple of years ago called Whose Children Are They? And let's just hear a clip of this. Public education has gone off the rails. Now it's about power and money and politics, and somehow the kids are getting lost in all of that. 
It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you're a mom and a dad first. Critical race theory is dividing our children in ways that are unacceptable. You cannot use racism to eradicate racism. Our teachers are bullied, parents are shut out. Less than one third of America's school children are proficient in anything. They're teaching these kids X-rated sex acts. When we look at this radical agenda, the way our children are being exploited and the way parents are getting shut out, it comes down to one fundamental question. Whose children are they? Whose children are they? ¿De quién son esos niños? Whose children are they? And isn't that, when we talk about all these bills that we're going to talk about and transgender and what they can do with their children when they confuse them and get them to think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a girl or, uh, or vice versa. It's really the state, isn't it really the state trying to supersede and put itself between the parents and their children? Greg, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. We, that's what we see with the bills coming out of the legislature. And most egregiously, you see with the attempts to constantly lower the age of consent for children to do almost anything. Everybody knows we have consent laws for things like buying alcohol, buying cigarettes, uh, voting, joining up, joining the military, etc. But they keep passing laws to let children make serious medical decisions for themselves um, without parental knowledge or consent. And I do think it is a it's an agenda in California, at least to continually lower the age of consent for all of these things. And that dances around the idea of ultimately lowering the age of consent for sex. Um, that's, I feel like where they are going. And it, that's why it's important to stop each of these consent laws um, as they come up. And if I could build on that, you said the word feel. No, you are absolutely correct, Jennifer. The agenda is to lower the age of consent for sexual acts to the age of 12. All of these laws that are being passed, and they have been passed for the last 10 years, with really little fanfare and little opposition, um, these bills all have the age of 12. The, the 12 as the age that children can make decisions on a myriad of issues. So really the way I look at this is the state is coming after our kids after the age of 12. So we get to parent until our children turn 12. That's when we no longer get to see their medical records without our 12 year old giving us permission. 12-year-olds can get mental health counseling without us knowing. That means they, they can go to school. So 12 could be sixth grade. That's sixth That's grade. Right. Yeah. Think about your sixth grader. Think about, think about what they're doing, you know, and how much you have to do for them, even in the sixth grade. And yet our legislature is going to give them the ability to go have, you know, psych treatment uh, without parents knowing behind their back, some adult they don't even know. That's where it's going. It's and in fact, it, yeah, that's where it is. And in fact, we um, like Aaron, what you said was interesting with little fanfare. I think that um, California parents, by and large, have not been in the fight, have not been focused on the legislature for many years. Um, and they didn't know things like the ability of 12 year olds to consent not only to um, STD treatment and abortions and these sensitive medical services, but the ability to consent to two vaccinations, which are for hepatitis B and for HPV. Th that consent was granted long ago. I have to say, I didn't even know that until I looked it up uh, recently. And uh, I think most people don't know that. They, parents are waking up right now, I believe, as, as a result of the COVID vax being pushed so hard and so many people objecting to it. But like you said, 12 is the magic number. In last session, we successfully fought Scott Wiener's SB 866. And he wrote it with uh, in mind for 12 year olds to consent to not only the COVID vax, which is what they really wanted, but all vaccinations, right? 12 years old, 
massive parent backlash, and they amended it in the Senate to make it 15 years old. But that's that's not that wasn't appropriate. That doesn't make any difference whatsoever. These are still children making medical decisions who might not even know their own medical history. And luckily, it was defeated. But that took all session long of massive grassroots pushback. And here we have a, a whole nother wave of bills like that this session. Under 18, you cannot consent to a tattoo. That's right. Did you know, did you know under 18, you can't even lay in a tanning bed and your parents can't give you consent? But let's, let's talk about 12 too. So if a child is in foster care, now let's talk about the most vulnerable of children. A child in foster care obviously had a difficult life. And when they go into foster care, that 12 year old can dictate their own gender health. So that 12-year-old has control over whether she gets a double mastectomy on her healthy breast paid for by our tax dollars. 12. That means a 12-year-old can decide whether she or he goes on hormones. You know, for males, if they are on estrogen for four months, they can be sterile forever. So they're giving these massive decisions, a child who can't possibly fathom being a parent themselves, the ability to sterilize themselves paid for by us. We need to take a break here, but if you had said 10 years ago, you know, if, uh, you know, if, you know, if, if you utilize gay marriage 10 years from now, those are going to be drag queen shows in the schools and they're going to be uh, taking children without the parents' consent to have their genitals or their breasts removed. You would have been laughed at as a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. And That's right. Here we, and here we are. And here we are. And then you imagine now, what are we going to, what are we, where are we going to be five or 10 years? From now, and I think you guys are exactly right. The agenda is to allow adult child sex. And you see the very beginnings of trying to normalize that now. It's minor attracted persons. Uh, so I right. think and also we, right. we can talk about SB 145 that reduced. It's a complicated one, but basically it reduced penalties for sex convicted sex offenders convicted of sex crimes with children. We can talk more about it. Let's pause and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United America Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do. And that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855 855- 640-2020, one last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, and I have two people that exemplify that model of our show. Attorneys Jennifer Kennedy and Aaron Friday are discussing family legal rights and how those are being eroded. Um, And Aaron's entry into this was quite involuntary when the school announced that her daughter wanted to be a boy. And that embarked on a whole odyssey of trying to save her daughter from uh, undergoing those treatments, quote, treatments, unquote. So, Aaron, take it away. Well, they didn't. Let me back up. They didn't announce because they keep it a secret. So 
my daughter started um, at a public charter high school and it was over COVID. So she had never stepped foot into a classroom. Uh, the administration had never laid eyes on her. And uh, while she was on her Zoom class, I noticed that they were calling her a male name and using male pronouns. And those were also in emails to her, but not to me. So they were um, trying to keep it a secret from me that my daughter was uh, gender confused. And um, when I discovered that, of course, uh, my head spun around a few times and I called the administration and I said, what have what have you done? Why have you done this? And why haven't you spoken with me? And the administration responded with their canned response of we need to be a safe space. Um, well, being the attorney, I, I like to know definitions and, and I like to know what words mean to other people. So I put my my legal hat on and I said, please define safe. They were unable to define the word safe. Um, and any definition would have been senseless anyway, because my daughter was all of, you know, what, 20 feet away in her bedroom. So obviously I'm unsafe, which is what I said to them. Um, and they then told me, of course, that they didn't officially change her name, which they can't, but that they were referring to her as a male. Uh, I then had CPS uh, come to my home a few days later um, to, I guess, see if whether I was safe or not. And um, what I would advise any parents who has CPS to come to come to their home is to not let them into the house, uh, send them away unless they have a warrant and and um, and call an attorney because you're going to need one. Uh, but that's you know, that was my opening to what the heck is going on. Um, and then, of course, my daughter and I had a conversation about what what she believed. And um, she was pretty uh, cemented in the belief that she was a boy um, because it had been going on uh, for the last two years, unbeknownst to me, that she had moved from, you know, a, a different label on the LGBTQ scale, which is normally what they do. The the young, the girls start with something um, silly. I'm going to say silly because they're 11 and, you know, 10, and they come out with pansexual, which, um, no 10 year old or not or 11 year old should even know what that word means um and then they move along and they you know finally land on on the trans identity after after uh being on the internet and you know learning that all their sorrows can disappear if they're trans so fast forward i, I pulled her from the public school and uh sent her to a uh private catholic school which actually wasn't that much better so that's, but I, I always have to end it with the, with the happy note because um, after uh, quite a bit of time and love, compassion, work, me quitting my job, dedicating myself to my child, um, she is now a well-adjusted um, teenager and she, uh, she loves her female body maybe a little bit too much. Um, I'd like her to wear maybe not such low cut shirts, but um but yes, she's the the pendulum swang, swang back the other way, uh, which is a cautionary tale and, and, and a true tale that um, we know that gender ideology is based on a social contagion. And anyone who says otherwise is not telling you the truth. And you found that you, you, you couldn't trust your doctor. You couldn't find you couldn't find a doctor or a psychologist in California that would uh, provide counseling to uh, try to. Save your daughter. You're right. Every every single person was against me. The teachers were against me. The doctors were against me. The pediatrician who knew my daughter since birth uh, just looked at me with sad eyes and changed her name in the chart. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Changed the name in the chart and just and then said, hey, take her to a gender clinic, which thank God I didn't. Um, I'm, you know, I, I already knew that that was a, a, a fast track to. Um, transitional medicine and sterilization. But yeah, the psychiatrists who are gender critical, they don't want to take these patients on because they're fearful because of our laws in California would say that they are doing conversion therapy um, if they don't just accept the child's self-assessment. And let's go back to that. When a child, child, we are talking children, say that they are transgender 
it is the requirement or the belief that it is the requirement of all the medical community to say, yes, you are a boy um, to, you know, promote biological, you know, nonsense. It's it's an absurdity. Girls cannot be boys and boys cannot be girls, period. Um, and we have laws in California um, that have been passed again with little fanfare that require doctors to accept a patient's self-diagnosis. Nothing in medicine, no other illness in medicine has a self-diagnosis. And you, I mean, and continue, because you, I've heard in one of your interviews, uh, just how personally tough it was trying to deal with your daughter for a year or two to bring her back and what you had to go through. Yeah, it's absolutely brutal. I wouldn't work. Well, I wouldn't uh, wish it on my worst enemy. Um, that year and a half uh, was the hardest year of my life and the hardest year on my daughters too, um, because it really, these kids get uh really spun out they they are told by everyone including their teachers that their parent doesn't love them that their parent is transphobic and hateful and so it's a, it it creates this divide between your child and you and your child loves you and so it, it's very cultish um and it's really it, it, it you know kids can't comprehend that their parent doesn't love them and it's a really horrible thing to do to a child how did she get there so it was, it was so obviously by the time you found out it was what you were well down the road of this but where was it a school that she got this idea that oh yeah i can be i can be a boy yes it was definitely the school um and i it, and i know this because i looked at their curriculum which i invite every parent should know what their child is being taught at school you have a right to look at the curriculum. So look at the sex ed curriculum first, start there. Um, and I looked at it and it had, you know, these cute little pictures of gingerbread men with, you know, a, an arrow pointing to the head saying uh, boy brain, and then it had a female body. And so that was taught to her in, in seventh grade. Um, and so this was a few years back. Now that's being taught in fifth grade and it's a five hour course. So it's five straight days, an hour a day. One hour is dedicated to gender ideology. That's in fifth grade. In mm -hmm. seventh grade, they get a second dose, another five hours, another hour dedicated to gender ideology. And in our case, we had a cute little video of a young, like seven year old boy um, who's, you know, quote unquote, transgender talking to these kids. I mean, what propaganda? For these kids. And then in ninth grade, they get 10 hours of, of a sex ed curriculum. And that is two hours on gender. And I know Jennifer knows this, um, but you can opt your children out of these classes and you better opt your kids out of these classes, but that only gets you so far. Uh, but you know, it, the, you know, the minimum you need to do is to opt your kids out. Of that of that coursework, right? And uh, they, they certainly they, they'll send you back. There may be a pack of forms you get at the beginning of the year. You don't pay close attention to it, and you may assume that uh, sex ed is something like you had twenty, thirty, forty years ago. Um, fairly innocuous stuff. This is how it, this is how this is how it works. Not um, how to, yeah, not, I... not, not seventy two genders and no. Would you like to be a, a trans a trans pansexual demi boy today? In San Francisco, they have a pull down menu at their schools that has a gender called autism gender. Please explain that one to me. They have twenty seven genders. Diane Aaron Saft says that there is an infinite number of genders. I would like someone to name a hundred and define them for me using non-stereotypical language. Can't be done. Oh, but can't be done. I saw that there was a, uh, Piers Morgan was on, was someone of these promoting this stuff, and, he's, and he said, okay, what's the difference between this gender and that gender? And the person couldn't, had no, had no explanation. for what They know, they know themselves, they know themselves is the response. Only, only they can define. Yes. Um, we're out of time for this segment. Uh, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. Back after this.
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands, Tea Party Patriots, and the Unite IE Coalition of Patriot and Conservative Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And if that does not say domestic terrorist, I don't know what does. Very pleased this week to have have with us uh, two 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 fellow attorneys, and uh, as I said before, always remember that it is ninety seven percent of attorneys that give the other three percent a bad name. By the way, ladies, do you do you know how do you know how many lawyer jokes there are? <laughs> you know, I know one joke. One is there are three kinds of attorneys: those who can do math and those who can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, <laughs> Actually, here. actually, there are only three lawyer jokes. Only three. The rest of the stories are true. <laughs> All right, Greg, you got us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the voices you hear are Jennifer Kennedy, who is a Republican and, a, and an activist in protecting children and and families. And uh, you can hear her on AM eight seventy on the weekends on the Los Angeles Hispanic Republican Club show as the Legal Eagle. And Aaron Friday, who is from Northern California, was a life, is, still is a Democrat, uh, but maybe we were thinking that after the school system tried to transgender her daughter and after a long struggle, we talked about in the last segment, Erin uh, managed to, to save her daughter because those drugs, even those, quote, puberty blockers, unquote, which I'll tell you are harmless you know, it's just like hitting the pause button on if you remember, on on the uh, on the DVD player, but it's not. That's right. And um, why don't you? Why don't you? Uh, if either of either of you is what are the dangers, the medical dangers of the drugs, and then ultimately the surgery. Aaron, do you want to jump in on that? Aaron is absolutely steeped in this arena, and I'm coming up to speed, but we all know that puberty blockers and the cross-sex hormones, they will tell you that they can be just be paused, but that's not true. The, y- your girls can lose their natural voice as the voice deepens and becomes a male voice. They're not getting that voice back, even if you stop. Um, estrogen levels in young males, they may grow breasts because of it. You're not going to reverse that without surgery. So it's completely irresponsible and malpractice for anyone to be saying that you can give these hyper doses of uh, hormones to children and just it has no effect once you stop. I think it's irresponsible, completely malpractice. Aaron. Well, I mean, we can we can start with puberty blockers. There are over 10,000 complaints 
um, against the manufacturers of the puberty blockers, Lupron in particular. Um, and that's from people who were placed on puberty blockers for precocious puberty, um, which is what they were FDA approved for. Um, so why they would be any different? Precocious puberty, puberty is, is like pre-10 or pre-9, very young children. Yes, yes. And it's and they're kept on puberty blockers for a very short period of time, as short as they can possibly keep it, because they understand that bone density is affected by puberty blockers. Um, Lupron was designed, uh, you know, as a prostate cancer drug also. Um, so when we talk about, you know, it being a pause button, it's just not true because 97 percent of all children put on puberty blockers in some countries, it's 99 percent. Uh, once they're put on puberty blockers, they go on to cross sex hormones. So the the it's a misnomer to say it's a it's a pause button and nothing in medicine is a pause button. There are always repercussions for uh, for for the effect on humans, including um, now they're finding out that uh, it affects the the uh, cognitive part of the brain. Um, so we talked about bone density Um anxiety, depression, hot flashes, blood in your urine, constipation. I mean, I have a whole sheet on our duty uh, dot group that talks about all of the side effects of puberty blockers. Um, and then, you know, if, if a young boy is on puberty blockers and he goes directly on estrogen, which is what happens, um, his genitalia does not grow to the size that an adult would and that doesn't ever come back that doesn't grow back should he change his mind um also his ability to um to uh have pleasure during sexual intercourse is gone 100% gone so how do you get how do you get consent from a child um that they're going to lose their ability for pleasurable um, you know, sexual experiences, you can't. Um, so then for, you know, then you go on estrogen and, and testosterone for, for the girls and there's, there's, you know, increased heart attack. Um, there's mood swings, there's, uh, problems with the urinary tract, there's atrophy of the, um, uterus and then eventually they have to have hysterectomies. They all lead to sterilization. I mean, that's the end. That's the end is sterilization. And when you talk to the detransitioners, and I work with quite a few of them, um, they have some really, you know, odd effects that they can't, the doctors don't even know. They can't explain why do your bones hurt? Why do your joints hurt? The doctors don't know. All of this is experimental medicine on children. It's an experiment that is being foisted on them because of our California legislature. And I think that we want to maybe move to some of these bills that are forcing, you know, these bills that are up now that will force parents to transition their kid or lose custody. Yeah, Erin, that's so critical. And you know what, for two seconds, I want to jump back. We have, we have taken a deep dive into this horrifying world of these drugs given to the children to cause these massive changes. For any listener who is maybe new to this topic, or maybe a parent who is just experiencing uh, being told that their child is trans or their child expressing anything, I want to give you two resources. And those are two books that you should read right away. Number one is Irreversible Damage uh, by Abigail Schreier. And the whole title is Irreversible Damage the transgender craze that is seducing our daughters. It is specific to what's happening with our girls, where we know that true gender dysphoria typically presents in males when they're about four. And this, as Aaron said, the social contagion that is sweeping our country is really uh, very similar to the Salem witch trial hysteria of all these girls suddenly deciding late in life that they're trans. So that's Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier. And another one uh, by author Maria Keffler, for those who also want strategies on what to do, it's called Desist, Detrans and Detox, Getting Your Child Out of the Gender Cult. And that is what it is. And that's Maria Keffler, K-E-F-F-L-E-R. So we we need to empower parents, first of all, with that kind of knowledge. And then also, like Aaron said, the awareness 
of what our own legislature, in combination with our schools and courts, uh, what they are doing to our kids and to our parental rights. Before you drum so, into the into the bills, yeah. one thing that I, I, I think Erin experienced that from, from her child's doctor, and you will, and parents facing this are, are likely to get is if you don't embrace your child's sudden desire at age 12 to be the opposite gender and start administering the drugs and sterilize them and whatnot, they're going to commit suicide. And they try to guilt parents or bamboozle parents into going along with it. Is that yeah. true? Oh, it's ab- it's absolutely true. Um, you know, if I had a dollar for every time, don't you, uh, would you rather have a, a dead daughter or a live son? Um, I would be a millionaire. Um <laughs> Yes, they, they do, you know, they, they threaten you with that. Um, you know, what's interesting is, is they'll, they'll quote you this 41% of, of trans kids have thought, th- thought to commit suicide. And, and then when you read the study yourself, that's not what the study says. Uh, but nobody bothers to read the study and these, these professionals, quote unquote professionals, just read the headline and repeat it over and over again. You can type in Google right now, 41% and transgender, and you'll get hundreds of hits on this study. But the study asked one question and it didn't even ask the question properly because you don't know if the kid had, had, uh, uh used any transitional medicine or not. Um, so it's, ju- it's just a falsehood. Um, I work with, hundreds, if not thousands of parents uh, who do not and will not put their kids on these drugs or socially transition them or medically transition them. And guess what? Not one of them has a dead child. Yeah. Um, but, but well, let, let me go on because our, our dear friends in the United States, uh, the NIH has this foresight study with the largest gender clinics in the United States. And they're supposed to be the quote unquote premier ones. Um, and, you know, of course, the parents are supporting and they've got all the best you know, WPATH doctors and two out of 317 committed suicide. So let's talk about the suicide. It happens after Sweden did the only long term study of suicidality, completed suicides, a 30 year study. People who have undergone transitional medicine have. 19 times higher completed suicide than the population. Those are the numbers people should hear. Yeah. A, um, a, a, another attorney friend of mine, Brad Dacus of the Pacific Justice Institute, who d- works in this area as well, said that uh, if, if, you have, if you have a teenager that undergoes transgender treatment and a teenager diagnosed with cancer, the teenager diagnosed with cancer has a better chance of living to age 30. And that's, that's and, and that's, those, that's are, those, those are the those are the rolling statistics. Let's take a pause here, and we're going to dive into some bills and and whatever else we can get into in our remaining time after this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, and I'm pleased to have on the show this week two fellow attorneys who exemplify the model of our show, and they are heavily involved in defending children and families and protecting their legal rights. A lot of our discussion thus far has been about uh, transgender, because Erin had that when the school tried to transgender her daughter into a boy. Uh, But there's already a lot of bad law in California, and they're trying to make it worse. So, Jennifer, you, you, you haven't had as much time yet. Why don't you tell us what the legislature, I'm reminded, and I'm reminded what Mark Twain said, is that when the legislature is in session, no man's life, liberty, or property is safe, and, and now applies to your children and their private parts. 
That is right. Absolutely. In California, I'll start with um, one called AB 957. And that is the legislature trying to tell the judiciary what to do and how to handle um, a custody situation where one parent is affirming of a child's transgenderism or wish to be transgender, and the other parent isn't. And AB 957 seeks to direct the courts that actually the parent who affirms the child's transgenderism is in the best interest of the child and to reject the concerns and worries and objections of the other parent. That's extremely dangerous, not only unconstitutional for the legislature to tell the judiciary how to act, but also extremely dangerous because this is another way that parents who object to the transing of their children and the medical mutilation are going to lose custody. And that's just another way of kidnapping your child. So again, that's AB 957. And when we talk about what can we do, what action can we take, that's active right now. And people need to get on their own legislator and follow this bill to oppose it and file written opposition. Um, Another bill coming, we talked about these surveys in the schools that listeners may be aware of. The kids are given these online surveys. They're really intrusive. They ask all these private questions about the children, about their friends, about alcohol, drugs, etc. And what they want to do with AB 598 is include questions for the children about sexual and reproductive health. Number one, that's intrusive. Number two, they're going to use it again to gin up reasons for why there needs to be more funding for LGBT issues or more funding for sex related issues. And we need to push back on that bill also. The worst one right now, and Aaron's going to talk about it also, is AB 665. 665 seeks to strip the guardrails away from current law. That, as we talked about earlier, current law that allows 12-year-olds to consent to mental health treatment without parental consent. And right now, under existing law, kids 12 and older can consent to mental health counseling, but only with these guardrails. Number one, they're mature enough to take that counseling without parental consent. Number two, they either have been the victim of abuse in the home or uh, incest. And number three, they pose a danger to themselves or others. So what you see in existing law is this urgent need by the child who has some safety issues and they need counseling right away without parental consent. That's the theory behind it. Right now, AB 665 wants to take away those guardrails, leaving it that just 12-year-olds can walk in anywhere and receive mental health counseling, psychological treatment without parental knowledge and consent. And this bill adds residential shelter services. And I want Aaron to talk more about the ugly, slippery slope that this bill is going to uh, put us on. Um, it's, it's ultimately going to be a child going to school saying some magic words about feeling trans or feeling unsafe, or maybe my parents are not supportive. The suggestion will be made. Do you think you need to live elsewhere? Do you think you need to go elsewhere around other people who will support you? The child says yes, and that child doesn't come home from school. That's the slippery slope of AB 665. And it's flying under the radar right now. And listeners need to know that's a big one that we have to defeat. Yeah, AB 659 on the HPV vax has gotten a lot more attention. That is right. And I seriously believe that that one's out there to draw fire because that one, again, AB 659 tries to mandate the HPV shot, which is the sexually transmitted disease, human papillomavirus, and they want to put it on the schedule the kids schedule for eighth graders and up or deny them entry into school if they don't have it. And people might say, well, I've heard of that shot before, blah, blah, blah. It's true, but only four other states mandate this for school entry. And those four states have exemptions. California, as everyone must know, we have no functional exemptions. They took away our personal beliefs exemption in 2016. And that's philosophical that I just don't want to and religious. 
And they effectively uh, eliminated medical exemptions in 2019 when they made it so impossible to come up with a scenario. Your, your kid practically had to have anaphylactic shock before you would be allowed to exempt him or her out of a vaccine. And also they started the witch hunt on doctors who write the medical exemptions. So there's pretty much no exemption left in California. This is unprecedented to put this shot. And that's not even going into the documented injuries from the HPV shot around the world and also the existing litigation. This thing is made by Merck and Merck is being sued in multiple scores of lawsuits already during which they haven't even cracked open discovery to get some of the documents that Merck has been hiding all this time. This shot cannot go on the schedule with this type of background that it has. So I'd like to build on what Jennifer said about um, AB665. Um, I will admit to this, I, I, I cried for about four straight hours after I read this bill because this bill is going to let the state of California kidnap your 12-year-old and older child. And I, this is not hyperbole. I am not one to raise the alarm unless there's a basis for it. But what this bill does is it permits a 12-year-old to go to school, speak to a school counselor. Now, these are not the school counselors that we're used to, the school counselors that maybe if you're of a certain age, a Generation Xer, um, those school counselors had our best interest at heart. These are school counselors with the purple hair and the nose rings and the pushers of the gender ideology. These are the school counselors who promote um, keeping secrets from parents. These are the school counselors that may not even be licensed that are looking into our kid's head. And Jennifer, I do actually have to correct you. Okay. Although, although this bill, I mean, the, the code that you were looking at uh, has guardrails for kids um, to get mental health uh, without parental consent in, in three different ways. There's another code on the books in the welfare and institution code that permits 12 and older to get mental health uh, counseling without parents knowing. So that means that your child can go to school and be seen a school counselor five times a week. And you parent have no idea that your child is seeing a counselor at school. They can be going, they can be missing class every day to go see that counselor. And you don't know. Um, so that's this, not enough for them. Apparently, that's not enough. They got to no. get worse with six sixty five. Yep. So, so, what, they can, so what they can, what they, what they can do, I mean, what you're pointing out is now. I mean, if they want to take your child away from you, they'd have to do, indicate a court proceeding. They'd have to prove unfitness. There, you'd have an opportunity to present your present evidence, be represented. Um, but this way, that uh, that pink or purple-haired school counselor can uh, persuade your 11-year-old or 12-year-old that, oh yeah, you're you're really the opposite gender, and your parents really don't understand you. They don't they don't really appreciate. They're these old, you know, they don't love you. Uh, wouldn't you rather be in a loving, supportive environment? Oh yes, that sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, so this is chosen family. Let's let's use that word because, you know, President Biden uses that word chosen family. So the child can go to school at the age of 12, say that they're gender questioning. And just by saying, I don't think my parents will like this. The counselor can say, well, I don't think it's appropriate then for your parents to know. So we're going to send you off to a residential a residential shelter. And we're going to keep it a secret. So that means the, the 12-year-old go, goes to school and doesn't come home. And the parent will have no idea where their child is. And when you combine this bill, bill again, 665, with the bill that passed last year, SB 107, that prevents law enforcement from assisting to find children who are seeking out gender affirmative care, using their term, not mine, um, then maybe law enforcement actually won't help the parents find their missing child. Again, this bill is something that we need 
thousands of California parents, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. And I'm calling to my fellow Democrats, come out on mass. This bill will let the state kidnap your child. So remember, we started this discussion about the magic age 12. We get to parents now in California till the age of 12, and then we lose our parental rights. We cannot let this happen. You only have about 40 seconds left here. So your group, Aaron, is rduty.group, and people can get more information there. There's a web there's a website that you can that you can put in your messages to your legislator and to the committee that's hearing these bills. And it's very easy to use. And there's probably a link on your website. Any other sites that you would recommend, Aaron or Jennifer, that parents and grandparents should uh should go to? I have one simply to get involved about legislation. You need to go to freedomangels.org. You can also go to Children's Health Defense or Perk Group to find out more about fighting the bills. That is all the time we have for this this week's show. I mean, we could carry this on for a lot longer. There's so much more to dive into. I want to thank you for both being on the show and for all the work you're doing to try to protect our families and our children. And I'm sure we're going to have you back down the road because these issues are not going away. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.